Preach to me, Pastor. Praise God. Oh, can I preach to you? Hallelujah. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? My, my, my. I don't know about you, but I've been enjoying the presence of God and the glory of God and the power of God that has been made evidence in the house of God. Praise the Lord. Has anybody else been basking over Sunday service? How many carried it over into Monday and Tuesday? Amen. And Wednesday. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Such a precious anointing. Amen. God has been blessing, and I'm excited about what God is doing. Amen. Revival that is happening. Praise the Lord. God has just been having his way, and uh, we, are, we have some wonderful things coming up. Praise God. Amen. Not only camp meeting, but this coming weekend, Brother Lee Cook will be with us, and he'll be ministering Sunday morning and Sunday evening. Amen. So we're going to have a good time in the Lord there. And then, of course, Brother Carpenter the following week. Amen. We're uh, hoping to receive word from Brother Harper that we would receive him after that. We're just going to have some time of revival. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't know about you, but I need it. Praise God. I need more of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, I'd like to go to the Word. We're going to go to... 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, 2 Corinthians 10. Amen. I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Multimedia Man. I forgot to give him. I'm the world's worst about missing giving him that. Amen. But we're going to go to 2 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 6. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 6. And I would say, too, it is so good to see those that have not been able to be here with us in service today. Amen. We are so glad today to see Sister Bogle. Praise the Lord. Don't do that no more, sis. Praise God. Hallelujah. Got to stay out of that heat. Amen. Praise the Lord. Brother McKeith and his wife beat him up evidently some time ago, and he's got stitches all over his eye. And I told him, I said, it's his eye and his wife and his business, and I wasn't asking no questions. So... We're glad they're here today, and we give them honor. Praise the Lord. Amen. I, I, they, uh, the Gregory's, brother and sister Gregory and the children may be watching this evening. We want to, again, extend our condolences to Sister Gregory. Those of you that may not have known, but at, uh, after church, we received a phone call, and uh, they had uh, unexpectedly found her brother passed away. And uh, today we were at funeral and uh, uh, just ministering there. So we need to pray for that family that God would just touch because it was just a very hard situation. Praise God. You know, I, uh, I began to think in getting ready for the message my mind recalled. Uh, when I was younger, we had chalkboards. Anybody else have chalkboards in your school? We didn't dry erase, wasn't even made then. That was the good old days. We had chalkboards, and every day uh, or every other day, those boards got erased according to what was needed. And then the teacher would come back in, and they would fill those out. But once a week, once a week, she brought in a bucket and uh, towels. 
And uh, there were usually two designated people that would come in one on one end and one on another. I'm teaching the younger ones. And we would begin to wash those chalkboards off. You could erase, you know, through the majority of the writing. But if you look real close, you could still find the writing. But when you put the water on top of it, it cleaned the board and you were ready for a fresh start. And, and I said that to say this so many times. Uh, we are bombarded with work situations and home situations, family situations. And man, just the troubles of life that we go through and we come in the house of God. If we're not careful, we can miss the word of God because we haven't fully erased the thoughts of our mind. So, so I wonder tonight, could we maybe just for a moment apply the blood of Jesus Christ? Amen. And, and just take a moment before we receive the word. And could we, could we today just ask him to, to wipe our minds of all the trouble of the day that we could receive the word of God? Lord, we love you today, God. You're the cleanser, Lord. You're the one today that is able to remove even the stain of sin. God, not only the sin, but the stain of sin, God. You are able, Lord, to remove our feet from the miry clay. And today, oh God, I pray, Lord, that you would move and minister. God, let us tonight to receive the word of God with gladness. God, with an expectancy, a desire to learn, God, of what you desire to do in our lives. My Lord, we give you praise and honor and glory. And the church said in Jesus' name. Praise God. Now let's go to the word. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 6. I want to tell you before we, uh, before we begin that there is no way that I can touch even completely what I have down as far as a thought and I believe where God will probably lead us into next week. But I, I want to give us something here, amen, that we could understand. So know this, that we're not going to be finished tonight, but I will watch that clock, amen, because I know that people have to work tomorrow, but I still need to hear from God. Amen. 2 Corinthians 10, chapter, chapter 10, verse 1. Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am base among you, but being absent am bold towards you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with you, with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some which think as of us to be walking according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons, everyone say weapons. weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing uh, into captivity every thought, everyone say every thought, every thought, to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Amen. I, I want to I teach on this just for a little while. And I believe today that this topic affects everyone. And it's this. Amen. The battlefield of the mind. Amen. The battlefield of the mind. Why don't we do this thing? I know that we've prayed. Why don't we give the Lord a great hand clap in this place. Amen. And then we're going to be seated in Jesus' name. 
Oh, why don't we just shout hallelujah as we're spinning. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Praise the Lord. The battlefield of the mind. In the scripture tonight that we read in two, our hearing in verses one and two, Paul is defending his apostleship. And you would say, how in the world would the great apostle Paul need or why would he need to defend his apostleship? Amen. I want to tell everyone that we're looking at this in reflection. This, this happened 2,000 years ago. Amen. And here it is. We are able today to look back in reflection and a lot of the things that were not observable, at least to the spiritually minded, uh, in those days, they were struggling to comprehend what was being said. Amen. Today, we have a great reflection of what happened. We have a great understanding. How do we know? We have the book of Corinthians. Amen. We've got the book of Romans. We, we can do a side-by-side -side textual reference and, and, and put all of this thing together and examine and know right where Apostle Paul was going. And I want to say tonight, amen, that we would say, well, Apostle Paul said something and Peter said something else and, and another one said something else. Let me tell us all, it's all the word of God. So we would be just as accurate tonight in saying the word of God says. Amen. So I don't mean to diminish when we say Apostle Paul said or Apostle Paul did. Amen. Or John said or, or another one said. I want you to know that this is the word of God. As a matter of fact, amen, Paul said this. He said, if you be a believer, he said, you're going to have to agree with me that this is the word of God. That's the truth. Amen. So in the scripture that we read today in verses 1 and 2, Paul is defending his apostleship. And some would say, why is Apostle Paul defending his uh, apostleship? Amen. Apostolic commentary. Even my Bible gives a clear reference of that. Along with others, it states, it tells us that this is actually much of the theme of Corinthians. Amen. Paul would say, I an apostle. Amen. He would bring to an understanding of the authority that he had. Amen. And because of the firm letters, Brother uh, Kevin Cummins, he, he's teaching them out there tonight. He brought this up because of the correction that, the, uh, that, 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 he, that he had to give. Because of the correction that was spoken, what happened was the enemy did what the enemy does. Amen. <clears throat> and not only did the enemy attack the church, but he went as far as to call the Apostle Paul carnal. Amen. I can read it again into your hearing if you would like. So we find then that those carnal people actually called Apostle Paul carnal. And they said he was working after the flesh. How about that? Amen. So they said because you've done this and because you have corrected and because of this and because that. Paul said, he said, uh, uh, they have called me carnal. And if you look here in the scripture, amen, he said this, I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with confidence. In other words, Paul is saying, you pray for me. That I hold it together when I get there. Amen. So 
we're finding that he says that, and then he said, wherewith, but I think to be bold against some who think of us as we walked according to the flesh. In other words, there are those that have missed the mark, and they're calling me fleshly, and Paul said, in those, I'm going to talk bold. Amen. I want to tell the church today, the enemy of your soul is always, always subverting. He's always attacking. Amen. I'm talking tonight about spiritual warfare. The enemy is always subversive. He's always attacking. Just as he challenged Adam and Eve in the beginning, he challenges us now. He challenges the word. He challenges the authority of God. Amen. His end game has always been the same from the beginning. Amen. To destroy your walk with God. Amen. Let me say it today in layman's terms. The devil wants to mess you up. I mean, he desires to wreck you. He wants you to be confused. He, he wants you to be disoriented. He, he wants your mind to be in a fog, in a cloud of what am I going to do and how do I perceive and how do I proceed. Why? Why did he do that? Because he attacks the mind. Amen. The mind is the spiritual battlefield of the individual, Sister Stacy. Amen. It all is right here. If I can cause confusion, if I can cause hurt, amen, if I can damage, if I can come against the authority of God, what happens? Amen. He begins to wreck people. Let me tell us today, the devil wants to wreck you. Amen. We're living today in a world that is upside down and inside out. We're living in a world that is absolutely in shambles. Does everyone agree with me there? Amen. Amen. I, I, was, I was listening to the news not long ago, and, uh, and uh, they, they were talking. Now we have sanctuary cities. Everybody heard of those? Yeah. Sanctuary cities that are receiving those that come across the border illegally. But I want you to see today that people will say, well, that's a merciful thing, you know, what they're trying to do. Amen. But what they don't talk about is it breaks federal law. Some would say, well, that's not a big thing except this. Now some other states are saying, well, we're not going to obey this law. And we're not going to obey this law. And we're not going to obey this law. I want us to know today the devil desires to subvert authority. That, that's what he wants to do. Let me tell you something. He wants to tear a nation down. I mean, he, he wants to tear a household down. He, he longs to, uh, to wreck us, to diminish us, to cause us to be confused, to cause us to wonder, amen, to take away the clear light of salvation in our life and the clear direction of the day, to cause so much confusion that we can't live for God. Amen. I, I, I know today that I'm going to jump out of my notes, but I want to I tell us today, I believe that in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls, Amen. That we need to speak against those things. We need to set our feet down spiritually and say, I refuse to become confused. I refuse to lay down the way that God is set for. I refuse to back up. I refuse to be attacked. I refuse, oh my God, I believe tonight if somebody would lift their hands and say, regardless of what I've gone through today, I'm going to worship God. Regardless of what I've faced today, I'm going to bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. You need to confound the devil tonight and let him know I'm a blood-bought, born-again saint of God. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. 
Halleluja! Some of us need to speak to the enemies of our life. The subverters, those that would destroy, those that would hurt. Amen. The, the devil's end game has always been the same. To destroy your walk with God. I want us tonight to listen to Paul's instruction to the church. He said this, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Now that is hard for us to comprehend. And, and I want to tell us today that we must be careful in our lives unless we become carnal. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with us today. Today, we must understand that we're fighting in a spiritual arena. Amen. The, the boundaries have been drawn. Amen. We know that God himself, through Jesus Christ, won the ultimate battle and victory. But let me tell you, that does not extract the fight away from you. Amen. You have got to press toward the mark for the prize. Amen. Of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. You, you, you've got to make sure, he said, that your calling and your election are sure. Amen. You, you've got to make sure that you get this thing right and that you live for God because this is the truth of the matter. Ye that are spiritual, you can become carnal in a moment. Amen. And I want to tell us today, amen, if you don't struggle with that, you're better than I am because I find at times, amen, that I will give a carnal response to a spiritual motion that's been said in my life. And I want us to understand today, if I'm walking after the Spirit, amen, I'm going to attain, I'm going to receive, I'm going to achieve, I'm going to get a crown of glory, amen, when all this is over with. But if I slip and I become carnal in the midst of living for God I will wreck myself spiritually so I'm going to say well, you, you mean you can be lost yes you can amen we have to try we have to attain we have to be spiritual the word of God is telling us here that our battle is not with the flesh the enemy must use flesh and he must inhabit flesh to subvert and attack and that's why it becomes Confusing to us. Amen. He, he, he's a spirit. And he controls very little in the realm of the flesh. That is humanity's realm. Amen. And, and today I know that he is the prince and power of the air. But let me tell you that is all he is of the air. Amen. And until he inhabits the flesh... Until he subverts in the flesh. Amen. I want you to know that, uh, that, that, that we can go about doing what we normally do. And we're not interfered with. But the enemy will use an attack in the flesh. Amen. To wreck your life. Amen. The right answer to the spiritual problem is never carnal. Amen. It's never carnal. Amen. Why can we not... Retaliate carnally. Let me explain today. The carnal mind is enmity between us and God. It's at war with God. Amen. To be carnally minded, we find in the word of God, he instructs us to be carnally minded is death. Amen. To be carnally minded. You know, Paul spoke to the Corinthians, amen, in several places, even the Romans. And he said, I can't even speak to you. 
He said, as adults, I have to speak to you as children, as babes. He said, I've got to give you the sincere milk of the word. He said, because you're struggling with meat. Amen. I want to tell the church. I want to adjure the church tonight. Amen. I, I, uh, you know, around here, we've got some beautiful kids over there at Kids Quest. And, and these little girls and little boys, you know, and they get up seven or eight years old. They're so beautiful. And then all of a sudden, they'll wake up and they're just snaggletoothed. All them pretty little baby teeth, they start, I immediately think of Wavy. You know, she had the prettiest little set of teeth. And, and they, they just begin to fall out, you know, all of a sudden. And you think, man, I hope that hadn't fell out. She just had the, the prettiest little smile, you know, and, and she'll pose for you. She's camera ready, you know, all the time. Amen. But, but God has a plan in that. And it's this, in order for the adult teeth, and, and uh, pardon my lackness for an understanding of what to call them. Amen. Her adult teeth. Uh, will come in and they'll replace and every one of those little baby teeth will come out of their mouth. I want to tell us today some of us need to grow a set of teeth that we could devour the word of God that we could accept the word of God that we could chew up the word of God that we, oh my God I'm telling you today let me preach to us for a minute there comes a time that Paul said, when I was a child, I spake as a child, understood as a child. He said, but then when I became an adult, he said, I put away all the childish stuff. I want to tell us sometime, we need to throw away our pacifier. We need to throw away the comfy blanket. We need to get away from the walker. We need to put on our walking shoes and walk for Jesus Christ in the spirit as God has commanded and realize that I'm going to have to be spiritual and not carnal. Hallelujah. The right answer to the spiritual problem is never carnal. Amen. It's never, ever carnal. The battle of the church from the first century until now, from Paul to Philip, this Philip, is spiritual. It's a spiritual problem. It's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual thing that I, I struggle with. Amen. For though we walk in the flesh... He said this, we do not war after we the flesh. Now we find this written in Romans and in Corinthians. Amen. Uh, or Ephesians, I'm sorry. Amen. And uh, we find it written here in two places. He used the exact words. He said, well, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. And Paul is telling both the church at, uh, at Ephesus and both the church here at Corinth, he said, in order to be spiritual, you've got to wrestle, amen, that spiritual enemy in the spirit. Let me, let me tell us today, your worst enemy is the devil and your own flesh. In verse 4, we find the weapons of our warfare. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I, I had asked... Actually, and I don't know that I'm going to get to it all, but I had actually enlisted Sister Kim to help me diagram this beautiful sentence. Amen. Because in diagramming the sentence, you can actually better understand what is being said by Paul to the church. Did you know that, that until 100 years ago, we were taught from the Bible 
amen, as our English book in this nation. How about that? A nation now that has banned the Bible in school. Amen. But if you were to diagram the sentence, you would find that the subject is this. That Paul is talking about weapons. That's, a, that's the subject. The prepositional phrase that describes that is of our warfare. So we know that he is speaking here of weapons. The things that I must use to step into the ring to fight for my life, for my wife, for my children, for my grandchildren. The battle in which that I am to partake in, I've got to use the weapons that God has used, that God has given. And the problem is the carnal man thinks he can fight the battle in the flesh, but the spiritual man understands i got to get this thing together. i got to make sure I get everything right. And I walk after the Spirit. In Ephesians, it actually picks up this same portion of Scripture. Ephesians 6 is, Wherefore taken to you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Everyone say stand. Amen. Amen. You're never going to fight a battle unless you're standing spiritually. Amen. I'm not talking about positionally in the flesh. Because the highest heights that you will ever achieve, amen, in the spirit is on your knees and on your face. Have you ever gone to the Lord in prayer and you are seeking after answers and you're, you're hungry to get hold of God and, and you're desiring to hear a word from God and God is beginning to speak to you but yet there is something there. Amen, that is standing in the way and something there. Amen, that is a personal struggle, whether a thought, whether an idea, whether something. Amen, and you, you knelt before the Lord and, and you begin to pray and you thought, I, I just want to get into the place that God notices me. I want to get into the place that God hears me. Let me tell us today, there are times I believe that ye that are spiritual, amen, will actually go lower than on your knees. And you'll find it written in the word of God in many times that they laid on their face before God and they buried it all in his presence. I want to tell us today, get off your feet and get down to your knees. And if that ain't low enough, get down, amen, on your face before God and seek after the king. Oh my God, if you're looking for an answer, I got an answer to your problem. It's away from your television with a remote control. It's in a prayer room where God will talk to you and God will minister to you and God will direct you. Quit trying to fight your battle. battle is spiritual he said wherefore wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and I, I want to tell us all today if you've lived for God long enough you've had an evil day in your life it's the day in which hell rises up to try to destroy you it's the day that hell gathers its forces against you and tries to tear down who you are and it attacks your character and it attacks your ideology and it attacks you spiritually. And it, it, it tries 
to wreck you. Let me tell you today. Amen. Everybody that has lived for God. If you have lived for God long enough. Amen. You have fought an evil day in your life. Amen. You have battled in your spirit. Amen. And you have swung and you have prayed and you have sought and you've cried before God and you, you've gone after the spirit of God. But I want you to hear the word of God. Wherefore, taken to you the whole armor of God. If you're in your spiritual arena fighting for your spiritual life. If you don't take upon you the whole armor of God, the devil will devour you and he'll wreck you and he'll whip you and he will bombard you until you can't stand anymore. But if you'll get up and face your enemy in the spirit, the devil himself cannot stand against you. Should having done all to stand, stand. In other words, when hell comes against you with everything that it's got. And today I'm not talking about having a bad day at the grocery store. Man, I, I, I want everybody to understand that I'm not talking about you had a flat tire. Amen. And then you, 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 your lunch card run out of punches. Us older ones know what I'm talking about. Amen. I'm not talking about that kind of attack, those things that are common to man. I'm talking about being spiritually attacked and spiritually bombarded and spiritually, amen, uh, come against. Amen. And I'm talking about a spiritual realm. Does everyone understand what I'm talking about? It's a spiritual realm. He says, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. Amen. Let me, let me tell us today, those that worship the Lord must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Now, I want you to know that you can know Acts 2.38 upside down, inside out, backwards and forward. But if you ain't slammed full of the Holy Ghost, I want you to know that the devil, you'll not slow him down one bit. Amen. And then know this also that you can be filled with the Holy Ghost but if you ain't got enough good sense to read the word and plant it down in your heart and in your soul and in your mind you got to have spirit and truth if you are going to withstand the evil day. you got to oh my God let me tell us today. Amen. Uh, whether you like it or not let me tell you the devil will walk in your room like an angel of light and he'll prophesy to you and he'll tell you things and if you ain't got enough spiritual discernment through the word of God he will wreck your entire life and you'll think you're talking to an angel but instead you're talking from one of hell's apostles uh, today you got to understand that's an enemy that wants to crush you and wreck you and devour you and if you don't have enough spiritual discernment amen he will have his way in your life until there ain't nothing left of you or your family or your children or everybody else nothing will be left alive what the enemy wants to do and you got to have balance try flying with one wing it won't work you got to have both wings brother Bogle to fly amen spirit and in truth he said having your loins skirt about with truth let me tell you about the enemy of your life he will expend his spiritual life fighting against the truth Amen. Let me, let me tell us today. Hell hates you because you stand for the truth. This world does not love you. 
it will not love you. It despises you. Now, it may play to be your buddy, but let me tell you, the spirit of the world in which I'm talking about, amen, it hates you because you stand for truth. And if it doesn't hate you, then you're not standing for truth. I'm going to read this today. I have the apostolic Bible. As a matter of fact, this church bought it for me on Father's Day. It's the best gift I ever received right here. Amen. I want to read to you my apostolic commentary. And if you have an apostolic Bible, you can find it written. And I actually, if you'll study other commentary, it says much the same thing. And it speaks of this. Apostolic commentary, commentary says of the scripture that I've read to you. It says this of truth. The first specific piece of armor, truth, is absolutely appropriate. Seeing that the enemy does not employ brute force, but subtility. Subtility. Amen. He hides his weapons under a fair cloak. Thus making evil to appear good. His blasphemous lies at first have the ring of enlightenment, profound wisdom, and he attacks often, and he through heresy beguiles the church. Amen. Paul spoke about it many times in the word of God, speaking of of heresy and speaking of untruth. Amen. Let me tell you today, the devil, devil wants to mix you up. The devil wants to wreck your mind. And and the devil will come to you as an angel in shining light. Let me me give us today. There is a movement uh, that has gone on for for over a hundred years out in the West called the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The Mormon movement. And you're going to find that there... Amen. There was a, a, a man that received, uh, Brother Kevin, he received a, a word from an angel that met him and presented him with plates. Amen. And, and uh, uh, in all of that, he took those plates. Amen. The Book of Mormon was written. And now we know about the angels Moroni and all of that sort of garbage now. Amen. And there are, are millions of people now that are fooled with something that was absolutely a lie. But let me tell you what this old boy believes. I believe on that day there was an angel of light. I believe that he did present some plates. I believe that what was written down on those plates was written in that book. And it defiled. But I find in the word of truth this written. That if anybody come preaching any other gospel than that of Jesus Christ. He said, you let him be a curse. And he said, don't even let him in your house. He said, don't even bid him Godspeed. Why? Because it's a heresy. You got to believe the truth and act in the truth and walk in the truth. You can be as spiritual as you think you want to be. But if you ain't got the truth of the word of God, you are wrecked, man. Hallelujah. Uh, Today we are living. I want everyone to understand. We have entered a last day today that is like no other. I sit on a council of pastors. Ministering to pastors, and I can tell you right now, 
Amen. That hell is attacking the church like it's never been attacked before. Ever since the beginning, we are finding a coordinated attack against the church. Let me tell us today, truth is going to stand. The word of God is going to stand. Oh, I made my mind up a long time ago. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to walk in the truth. I'm going to act right. I'm going to do right. I'm going to live right. Why? Because that's what the Bible says do. I need to say this today. Amen. If you've received a revelation that is contrary to this book, God did not give it to you. If you've received a revelation of this book, I want you to know, amen, that that is outside of the realm of the truth. Amen. I want you to know the devil is lying to you, speaking in your ear, telling you garbage, and you need to understand that if you're going to make it to heaven, you, oh, listen to me today. We're living today in the age of deception. And the Bible says of this very day, he said this, amen, even the days would be shortened unless the very elect be deceived. How about the very elect? Amen. Brother Cook is preaching hard. I don't want nobody to be lost. I don't want nobody to be lost. Amen. Let me tell you something. You better stand on the truth of the word of God. And you better know where you stand. Amen. The devil will expend his spiritual life. And it does have an end, so to speak, when he is cast into hell. But he will expend his spiritual life fighting against the truth. You want to know why hell hates you? Because you stand for the truth. Amen. Jesus said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no one comes to the Father except by me. Amen. Let me, let me tell you, there ain't nobody else that will ever get you to heaven other than Jesus. John 8 and 32 said this, and you shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. Amen. No one else will set you free from the bondages of your life. I know that we conquer things through psychiatrists and psychologists. I know they have their place. But let me tell you, as far as delivering your spirit, nobody can do that but God and you together. That's the truth. He said, the truth, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. What is the truth? This is the truth. He said, repent. He said, you've got to repent of your sins. Amen. I, I come tonight to tell somebody this. Unless you repent, you shall surely perish. I'm speaking to an apostolic congregation, but let me tell us today. Unless you repent, you shall likewise perish. You have to live a repented life, answerable unto God in a moment. You've got to repent of your sins. Who? Everyone. Not just on the day that you receive the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about every day. You've got to find a place and you've got to kill that old man that wants to drive you into the dirt. You've got to be baptized too. Every one of you. 
there is no other way to be saved unless you be buried in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible said that we are buried with him through baptism unto his death. Amen. You ain't died unless you've been baptized. And he said, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You haven't been regenerated unless you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What is this? This is death, burial, and resurrection. It's impossible to be saved. He said, unless a corn of wheat die and fall to the ground. He said, it can't rise again. You've got to die in order to be saved. You must live holy. I want you to hear me tonight. You've got to live holy without holiness. No man shall see the Lord. You've got to live holy. You've got to act holy. You've got to walk holy. You've got to dress holy. You've got to be holy from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. And the devil that tells you that you don't need to, he's a lying spirit. You've got to walk with God every day. Repent of your sins and walk and talk holy according to the word of God. You got to get it right in the word. You got to make sure you match up with the word. If you're going to live holy, this is where a lot of apostolic people get it mixed up. If you're going to live holy, you got to die carnal. And part of the problem that we have today is too many people want to live holy and live carnally. You can't do the two together. Amen, Brother Eli. The two are absolutely incompatible. They cannot walk side by side. You've got to live in the spirit and you've got to crush the flesh. And if you're walking in the flesh, amen, and I want you to know that you're spiritually dying. You'll miss heaven. Let, let me tell us today. This is so important to understand. A carnal life is brought about, brought, brought about, Brother Walden, by a carnal moment. It's that simple. Amen. If I allow myself a carnal moment, what happens is that old seed of carnality, amen, if I don't crush it in the spirit, Brother Nathaniel, that old seed of ungodliness, amen, will grow up until it devours who I am and I become something I'm not believing that I'm something else because I've been baptized in Jesus name and at one point filled with the Holy Ghost but I want to submit to you again unless you walk in the spirit you're not going to make it unless you're living for God every day seeking his faith turning towards him Say, well, he's preaching hard. Have you prayed today? Have you prayed to the point that you've prayed yourself through and you've cast every bit of ugliness out of your soul? Amen. Have you fasted in the past week? Have you slain your flesh? Have you brought it under control? Amen. Paul said, I got to do that. He said, I've got to work to bring my flesh under subjection. He said, unless I become a castaway. Amen. You can become a castaway over one carnal moment that wasn't brought under control. Amen. If you're going to live holy, you've got to die carnally. Amen. The altar has been and will always be the dying place. He said, you've got to take up your cross and follow him. I want the church to listen to me carefully. 
When we, or, or, or if you want to show me somebody afraid to come to an altar, I'll show you somebody that is struggling with death in their life. Amen. If they can't find a place of repentance, amen, if no occasional tear of repentance ever crosses their cheek, if no sorriness ever, ever sheds itself from their flesh, I want you to know then the old man is alive and the old man will wreck and the old man will wound and the old man will rise up to the point that he crushes the spiritual man. And if we're not careful, Brother Danny, we'll justify his living. We'll say, I've got a right for him to do this. I mean, I, I want to tell us today. I mean, God has ordained tonight that you hear this message. Amen. You've got to make a friend with the altar. That old place of death that every one of us hate. And I want to tell you today. Amen. It's a love-hate relationship I have with an altar. Amen. I, I'm telling you the truth. When I come to an altar, amen, this old flesh hates it. There are times in my life. Uh, Sister Cindy, that I got to argue my old body down, amen, into a, a kneeling position to get hold of God. This old flesh fights me with everything that I've got. Amen. Let me tell us all today. Your flesh will fight you to keep you away from an altar. You want to know why? Because your flesh is an enmity with the Spirit of God that dwells on the inside of you. And your flesh knows that if you get hold of God and if you weep tears of repentance at an altar, you'll get up out of that place loving people, acting right, doing right, living right. Why? Because you took upon yourself the death of Jesus Christ. Let me tell Tell us today, Acts 2 and 38 doesn't stop at Acts 2 and 38. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Have a one say righteousness. He said, and having on the breastplate of self-righteousness. This is, this is a biggie in our life. This is a big struggle in our life. I mean, there, there's... Today, if we could understand that we can forget who we are and who we were. I mean, Paul mentioned this when he came to the works of the flesh and these people became condemning of other people with struggles in their life. And I want to tell us today, every one of us have our struggles and every one of us have our battles and every one of us have our fights in our life. Amen. But, but, but let me tell you this today. Amen. Your righteousness will never, ever, 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 ever save you. Amen. Paul said it like this. He said, my righteousness is just filthy rags. And the problem with righteousness is we want to care we want to compare walks of righteousness with each other. Amen. If somebody wants to do a comparison, hop up here and I'll compare with you. We can do that in the flesh until we prove how carnal we are. Until we get to a point. Brother Kevin, he told me one time that in a church worked in years ago, he said, after church, he said, the women were comparing hair as to see who had the longest hair. Who was the holiest? Yeah, who was the holiest? Because they had the longest hair. Not understanding that the new convert that just walked in that day, that had prayed through to the Holy Ghost, was probably 
more holy than some of them old heads that have been around church for ages. Amen. Let me tell us today. He said, having on the breastplate of righteousness. Whose righteousness? The righteousness of Christ. My righteousness will never save me. I don't know if your righteousness is good enough, but my righteousness will never save me. <coughs> this is not my self-righteousness, but it's his righteousness. Let me read you a scripture. 2 Corinthians 3 and 21 or 5 and 21 says this. Be ye reconciled to God. Be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us. Amen. Who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The Bible goes on to say that he hath imputed unto us his righteousness. I, I had a Dodge pickup proudly. Y'all will get that in a minute. I've been complimented already for having a Ford or, or a Chevy. Sister Lori, she made for me some thumb drives of preaching and uh, songs and different things because the computer on that truck never quite worked right. It would argue, always argue with my phone. And, and it would kick off and kick on and kick off. And I said, I said, if I could just get something because it had those... And at any time that I wanted it, I could take that thumb drive and I could put it into my truck, Brother Walden. And that truck was commanded to portray what was on the drive. Now, before it was imputed unto that, it was not able to play that music. But when I took that and I put it into that, 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 that drive slot, y'all know my ignorance in computers, and, and put it into there, it could not produce what it needed to produce. Now, let me tell us this today. There's a lot of people that are trying to produce holiness without Jesus. And holiness without the Holy Ghost. And it will never work. You'll live the most frustrated person in the world. Why? Because holiness is imputed unto us by Christ Jesus. Amen. And by us receiving the Holy Ghost. For us to truly be holy and acceptable unto him. I must possess the spirit of God. And the Bible said unless I've got his spirit. I'm not his son. You cannot live righteous. Without Jesus. You can't. It takes the righteousness of God in him. I'm going to finish with this one. Having your feet shod. With the preparation of the gospel of peace. Everybody say the gospel of peace. Amen. Let me explain to us in everything. Or as much as this old preacher can what it is. Isaiah 52 said. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him. That bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth peace, peace it publisheth peace. Amen. Now, now let me say today, amen. Does a fountain spew forth bitter waters and sweet? No. 
Amen. Let me tell us today. Amen. Unless you're publishing peace in your life, you're missing something. Unless you, let me ask you this. Unless you're living at peace with Christ and peace with the church and peace with people, let me tell you, are you really living for God? And who in the world are you going to win? Why do you have to give anybody if all they see is turmoil and strife and ugly and all of that? My God, plant within me, amen, a spirit that publishes peace, that I produce it in my life, uh, that everywhere that I go, somebody would look at me and say, I want what that man's got. If not, it will be some imperfect replica of holiness that cannot save you from nothing. Hallelujah. You've got to be able to publish peace. Amen. Now we find written in the word of God, having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Amen. This is a gospel of peace. Let me tell us today what that peace is. That, that is peace with God through reconciliation unto Christ. Amen. Unless you are in the mood of reconciliation, you're not publishing peace. Amen. Uh, unless we are acting to reconcile and acting to minister, and acting to uplift, then I want you to know that, that that representative that we become is not one of Christ, but it's one of the enemy that wants to tear up and hurt and wound and maim. God put within me the ministry of reconciliation that I love somebody, that I tell somebody about Jesus, oh, that I produce the Holy Ghost wherever I go, that I tell somebody about the goodness of God and the mercy of God and the grace of God in my life and if I'm not publishing peace if that is not in my life and I want you to know that I'm missing one of the most necessary ingredients and necessary uh, uh, facilities of, of fighting an enemy off in my life I've got to have peace in my life Amen. or the enemy is going to tear me apart and we forget this living for God. And we think that I can do this and I can be at war and I can hurt and I can wound and I can maim. Let me tell you this. Unless you publish peace. Amen. Let me tell you this. Oh God, it's so important that we understand this today. Unless you publish peace in your life, you are not in the right arena. Unless you're publishing peace in your life, amen, you have stepped into a ring, amen, with a gold glove boxer that will take your head off and rip you apart. You've got to have the armor of God and the presence of God and the power of God and the love of God and the fruitfulness of God. And the day you start trying to live this in in your flesh, you are wrestling in an arena in which you will surely lose. If we are not careful, amen, we will fight the wrong battle. If we're not careful, we'll step in the wrong arena. Let me finish with this right here. Amen. God didn't call us into a life of turmoil. Have you ever been around somebody in their life is turmoil? You don't even want to walk around them because their life is a wreck. You don't want to get around them because they've got a good report and nothing. There are those that I literally dug my head from. 
unless we have the gospel of peace in our life. Yeah. Brother Paul, I'm not right here. I'm not right here. Brother arena that you will get slain in because you've got on the wrong armor and it's an armor of flesh God didn't call us into a life of turmoil but a life of peace amen if you're jealous all the time God didn't call you there you need to ask yourself why you're jealous all the time ask yourself why you're facing off ask yourself why you can't talk to somebody all the time God didn't call you to, uh, to, 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 to into a life of, of turmoil or attack. God didn't call you, amen, into an angry time. God didn't call you into a life, amen, that you can't control your attitude and you can't control your anger. God called you into a life of holiness and righteousness. And I want to tell us again, unless we forget, holiness goes beyond hair. Holiness goes down to the heart of who we are. Holiness goes, how many people have you prayed through to the Holy Ghost? How many people have you won to Christ? How many have you prayed? within the altar how many people have you delivered the gospel to oh my lord today I want us to understand this thing goes deeper than that if we're not careful we'll miss out on the will of God believing we're spiritual when in fact we're fighting in an arena that is absolutely carnal and the problem with that is this that we will be slain in that arena of carnality amen sister Stacy you know Sister Stacy's an old MMA fighter. I said that right, didn't I? Amen. She, she fought in the military, you know. Amen. Her, her words were, were hoorah to the kids. Amen. But I, I've told Sister Stacy, it can't always be that. Amen. It's got to be love and peace and joy. Long suffering. Y'all remember that one? That's when everybody forgets. That's one we say, you know, we, we need that. And people say, I don't want to pray for that. You need to pray for that. You need to pray. Well, we know that tribulation bringeth forth patience. Well, let me tell you, if you don't have patience, you don't have the fruit of the Spirit, it's better you have tribulation in your life than go to hell. I'm preaching plain tonight. We got to get this right. We've got to get it right right here. And if we are in the arena of the flesh, I want to tell us today that we are going to get slain. But if we're going to fight in the arena of the spirit, Brother Danny, i got to put on the whole armor. Hey Amen. I, 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 can't, I, I can't go forward with my head unprotected. I can't go forward amen, with my breastplate. Amen. Absent. I can't go forward without my, my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. I, I can't go forward without the sword of the spirit, the word of God. I can't. Why? Because I'll be slain if I am not fully equipped in God. I haven't gotten to the mind and I knew that I wouldn't. And I'm going to stop right there. Amen. Let me, let me say this and stand with me tonight. I know this has been more preachy than a normal Wednesday night, but it's all right. Did you know that you cannot even present the gospel 
without peace. You can't do it. Who will you appeal to? What will it do? How, what word of witness will we have? If, if we're not at peace with him. And not just at peace with him. I, I want everybody to look up here at that cross. That cross goes both ways. That cross is both horizontal and vertical. It's vertical because it goes from here to here. It's between you and the Lord. But I want you to know that cross runs also horizontal. And it's from here. It's from you to your brother. Today if we could understand that Christ loved humanity enough that in the world of being slain, in the world of being hurt, in the world of being wounded, the last thing he did in this world was save a man beside him. The last act besides his death and besides crying out, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Fighting the flesh that he was wrapped in. The last act of his life was to save somebody. Today I want to ask you, who have we worked to save? Who have we ministered to in our life? What fruit are we bearing? What are we producing? Are we living after the flesh or after the spirit? Because above anything else, I've got to be saved. I've got to be saved. Let's lift our hands right now and just love the Lord. Jesus, we love you today. Oh, God, speak to every heart and soul and mind that is in this place. Lord, let us to live according to your word and according to your way and according to your will. Jesus, we love you today. Amen. I, I will never close service lest I say these altars are always open. Anyone is always invited to the altar to give their life to God. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Could we again, would you just trust me one more time? Could we just lift our hands one more time in a deep worship? Could we just worship the Lord? Hallelujah. Yes, oh God. Yes, oh God. Yes, oh God. Hallelujah. 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 Mm, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I thank God is speaking to hearts in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sister Ashley, could you give the baby to Kelsey, your mom, and come play the piano? Could we do this tonight? Could we have an altar call? Would that be all right? That would be appropriate tonight in the house. 
And could we, do t- could we do a fruit inspection in our own life tonight? Hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. Church, talk with the Lord just for a few moments, could we? Oh, thank you, God. I know this is Bible study, but this is what Bible study produces. It's a humbleness of heart. It's an aching of the spirit to draw close to God. It's a search for the truth of God. It's a desire for all that God has in our life. I love you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you. That's all right. Come on, church. Talk to the Lord. Come on. Don't worry about being embarrassed tonight. Just, just tell the Lord I love you. I love you. Come on. Why don't you just tell him, here I am, Lord. Here I am.